Consistent growth comes from consistent communication. Today, we're going to hear from Alex Goldfain, the author of The Revenue Growth Habit and the hot new release, Five Minute Selling. You're going to hear how companies are driving growth through the consistent application of great sales and marketing habits. Are you ready to accelerate the growth of your business? Welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. This is the place for business owners, sales leaders, and marketing professionals to get ideas and inspiration to drive exponential revenue growth. Each week, you'll get actionable insights from the world's leading marketing and sales thought leaders and practitioners. Are you ready to grow? Let's join our host, Daryl Amy, author of Revenue Growth Engine. Welcome back to the Revenue Growth Podcast on C-Suite Radio, the world's largest business podcast network. I'm your host, Daryl Amy, Revenue Growth Architect, helping great companies grow revenue. We've got a great episode today with Alex Goldfain, author of The Revenue Growth Habit and 5-Minute Selling. As we head into September, the fourth quarter of this crazy year is right in front of us. That means it's time to finish strong. It's also time to think strategically about the year to come. I am excited about the Revenue Growth Strategy Bootcamp that I am developing for the fourth quarter. These sessions will help you get clarity on your strategy as you chart a course forward out of the crisis. Look, if you're unclear on your strategy or need to rethink your strategy, you'll want to be a part of this. Look for some announcements on the Revenue Growth Strategy Bootcamp in the weeks to come. When it comes to revenue growth, good intentions won't get you anywhere. What you need is consistent action. Put another way, you need great habits. Alex Goldfain is all about helping companies develop habits that lead to growth. As the author of The Revenue Growth Habit and the hot new release, Five Minute Selling, Alex believes that sales and marketing people succeed by implementing good habits. What are these habits? We'll talk about them in this episode. You're about to get a lot of great ideas, so grab a notepad and a pen, and we'll hear from Alex after this announcement from our sponsors. Alex, welcome to the Revenue Growth Podcast. It's great to have you here. Daryl, thank you. Nice to see you and good to talk with you. Oh, it's going to be such a great conversation today. And I got to say, big time congratulations. I just got my copy hot off the press of Five Minute Selling. And uh, already, just some of the things I'm learning in the beginning of this book are changing the way I do things in my day. And uh, I'm, I'm really grateful for the book. I think it's dynamite. Thank you so much. That's very kind of you to say. Uh, we, we've had a really nice launch with it. You know, as we speak to each other here, uh, it's been out for exactly one week, you know, and I think this is airing very near well, the, the day of us speaking. Yeah. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's uh, every day that it's been out, it's been the number one new release in all three categories that it's in. Uh, so Amazon... Amazon put it in the sales category and the marketing category, which makes sense. And they automatically assign these. And then for some reason, they assigned us into the accounting category as well. Well, there you uh, go. And I said That's to my publisher, Wiley, I'm like, is there, yeah, is there <laughs> nothing we can, we can do about being the number one seller in accounting? <laughs> and uh, 
And they said, no, they just do it automatically and they might relocate it, you know, later. But anyway, it's been, it's been the number one new release in all three categories. Well, that's uh, good. I remember waking up uh, several months back when we launched Revenue Growth Engine to find out that we were uh, at the number one new release in industrial marketing. And I was laughing, thinking of smokestacks and, you know, right. <laughs> all of that going, right, we'll right. take it. That's good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, congratulations on being the hot new release in accounting. That is <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what every little boy dreams something. of, Daryl. But I love the concept in, in five-minute selling. And in the book, you talk about uh, just taking a very proactive approach to uh, managing your relationships, to, to grow your sales. Um, unpack that for, for a minute because I, I think that what, what I'm, it's cool because as I'm reading this book, I think it belongs in the marketing category just as much as it belongs in mm. the sales category because the concepts here are very, very powerful for both aspects of revenue growth. Well, thank you. Thank you for saying that. So basically the book is a system of uh, selling more by communicating some more with customers and prospects. And of course, you know, communicating with customers and prospects can both be a marketing activity as well as a sales activity. And you know, to me, I feel like when we market, we communicate with groups of customers and prospects. But when we sell, it's, that's a one-on-one -on -one interaction, right? Uh, so uh, for me, marketing opens, but sales closes, right? Sales advances the sale towards a close. So whether you're pre-quote or proposal, you know, whether, then you send your quote or proposal and then you, and then you follow up and then you do your, your, your closing attempt. That's all, of course, sales work. And so five-minute selling is a system where in five minutes a day, that's all we need for this system, in five minutes a day, you uh, uh, open more business, progress that business towards a close, and then actively close that business. And so I've, you know, look, I've had over 10,000 individual salespeople go through this work at, at my clients' companies that I work with. Because I apply all of these things. Everything in the book is not theory. It's things all of my clients do all the time. And also things that I do all the time. Uh, so we know this works. And look, I've seen individual salespeople uh, grow their personal sales by double, by triple, by doing the work that's in this $25 book. Uh, so it's not about knowing what to do because everybody knows. Uh, the question is, will you do what you know. And so the book is about doing. Well, and you put it in a system, which is uh, music to my ears. When we, you know, when, we're, when I think about anything, I think about how do we take it and put it into a framework, into a model, so that it can be replicated over and over again, day after day. And in Five Minutes Selling, you talk about two core um, documents that every salesperson needs um, what are those two documents and, and how do they fit? And then I'm going to circle back because I think they have an application in the marketing side of the world as well. Sure. So uh, the, the process is built around uh, two planners and two trackers. And so we want to plan in two places and then we want to track in two places. And so uh, I think, uh, well, I'll just tell you about them. The first one is uh, a proactive call planner where we write down who to call. I think sometimes we don't make calls very much to people who we know 
when nothing is wrong, those are the keys. We want to call people who would recognize our name and whose name we know. You don't have to be best friends, but they have to at least know your company that you're calling from, right? So So it's not a cold call. We're calling people who we know. And it's not a problem call, which is 99% of calls, right? Think about the calls you get from your suppliers and your salespeople. It's almost always when something is wrong. But we never get phone calls that say, Daryl, it's Alex. How are you? I was thinking about you. How's your family? And by the way, what are you working on these days that I can help you with? That's the call. What projects do you have coming up that I can help you with? So for five minutes, I want you to write down who you can call this week. And then the other planner is a follow-up planner. It's a weekly follow-up planner. So who is pre-quote or proposal that you need to follow up with? Who has a quote or proposal that you need to follow up with? And who is a current customer that you can sell more to? Those are the three groups on the weekly follow-up planner. You track the whole thing. The first tracker is kind of the hardest working document. It's the action tracker. The action tracker is where you write down, what did you do? I called Daryl. And then there's a spot that says, what did you say? What did they say? So I wrote down what we talked about. I write down your reaction. Then there's a column for a dollar figure. I put in the dollar figure and I'm done. I've logged it. 10 seconds to log the conversation, right? Not 10 minutes, 10 seconds. Then I do the next one. Once the sheet is filled, it's a gold mine of opportunities to follow up on, right? Brilliant. Filled with with things you've talked about, who you've talked to. And also, it's a sheet of success. It proves your success to you, right? You made all these calls. You talked about all these new products and services you can help people with. They had these wonderful reactions to them. You opened up this much business with an actual specific dollar value. And it proves the good work that you've done back to you. And my goal with that is I wanted to give you energy to do more of that good work. That's beautiful. I mean, how many times do you get to the end of the day as a sales professional and go, I know I did a lot today, but what did I do, right? Maybe you got ticked off the number of calls you made or you can look at your calendar, but to actually have a piece of paper that's a simple summary of what you accomplished in a given day, that's huge momentum. I love the philosophy behind that. Yes, thank you. So a lot of my work is around the psychology of selling, you know, and in fact, my last book, Selling Boldly, was all about applying the concepts of positive psychology which is the study of, of what makes us happy and successful, right? As opposed to the rest of psychology, right? Which is the study of what makes us screwed up and depressed <laughs> right. and anxious and worse. Um, so we, it, a lot of what I do, because I work with large, larger organizations with sales teams, a lot of that revolves around the psychology of making change, you know, personal change individually, but then also corporate change, which is really hard to do. It's really hard to install corporate change. You know, you work with companies. Um, and, and so a lot, you know, the, the psychology of the action planner is I wanted to give you energy and enthusiasm to, to do more of that work. I think that's really good. Almost, you know, it, 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 as I think of this book and I'm looking at five minutes selling, I almost feel like, you know, you could flip the cover on this and, or maybe it's your next book, five minute marketing, right? I, I think a lot of the concepts in this book apply to marketing as well, because we talk in Revenue Growth Engine about identifying your ideal customers and your ideal prospects, right? And knowing who those people are. Now they're on the list, right? So um, I've always said, you know, salespeople always look at marketing and complain, you're not giving us enough leads. And uh, my response is, stop it. Stop that. If you know who your ideal prospects are, you don't need leads. 
you need engagement. So what if marketing and sales both started the week with a list of clients and prospects that they wanted to engage with? And, um, you know, it's that same thing, the proactive phone call, how can I help from the salesperson is also backed up with proactive outreach from marketing saying, here's how we can help. You know, here's some ideas for you. Here's some, some ways that you could move your business forward based on what we know about um, other, other organizations like yours. I, and that's why when I, when I look at the concepts in this, maybe, yeah, maybe five minute marketing is, uh, is next on this because the, the concepts are, are really the same. Yeah, uh, totally agree. You know, I think the job of, and, and, and you know, just, I don't, we haven't talked about this, but when I work with, with my clients, which, which, which are companies who are mature, who sell really boring stuff like (laughs) pipes, valves, and HVAC (laughs) or lumber or steel or cartons. I have a client that sells synthetic uh, stone, but it's a $300 million business, you know? So they're, they're really boring products that make the world go around literally. And when I work with these organizations, I get to them, they're flat, you know, Uh, they tend you know, these like lumber companies, well, now they're doing great, but in, in, in normal economies, in normal times, when everybody's not stuck at home, in, in a mature industry with multi-generational companies in them, which most of these are, they're flat. So we implement uh, parallel tracks of sales and marketing, right? So the sales is one-on-one, I call it. Uh, the marketing is one-to-many, right? Company-to-many to the list. And the person receiving the sales communication the customer or the prospect is also on the list that's receiving the marketing, right? So they're hearing from the company in two different ways. Once we start the communicating, we flip the switch and start the communications. Um, they start to hear from the company once a week electronically and then uh, one-on-one as frequently as possible. And all of a sudden they're hearing from you um, way more, exponentially more than they were before. And look, Revenue growth is, is simple to me. Uh, the more that people hear from us, the more they buy from us. And the less that people hear from us, the less they buy from us. And so my, my stuff, five-minute selling, selling boldly, uh, revenue growth habit, which I know you want to talk about, uh, it's all about systems of making sure people hear more from us, company to many and one-on-one. Love it. Absolutely. And I think it's the systems that are the game changer because so many companies have, they have good things to say. Um, they have great intentions. They have good people and maybe, a, maybe even a great brand. But until you put the systems in place to make sure that happens consistently over and over again, you know, 90 days from now, six months from now, five years from now, still rolling, you know, all of those good intentions are not going to produce revenue. Totally agree. Yeah, I and, couldn't agree more. And so that brings me to the, the I love, I've, I've got to give a shout out for five minutes selling because the principle of have, principles have already changed my personal life. But you know someone it, that loves revenue growth like I do and the listeners <laughs> to Revenue Growth Podcast want to know what's up with the revenue growth habit. This book's been impacting businesses now for five years Give us the backstory on this. What led you to write a book called Revenue Growth Habit? So uh, years and years ago, I was a uh, syndicated columnist for the Chicago Tribune. 
and I cover technology. And so I, you know, I talked, it was, and it was like at the height of the technology boom. It was when, when the um, first iPhone came out, it was when we went uh, from tube TVs to the first flat panel, which was a plasma. Um, and that's when I covered technology. So it was the golden age of consumer electronics. And all of these companies were succeeding in spite of their marketing. They were pitching me a lot because they wanted me to cover their stuff. And, and their marketing was brutal. You know, you would get tech specs, you know? And so I don't know if you remember, you would open up the back of a magazine and it was like a Dell ad. It was always a Dell ad in the back of a magazine. And yes. there were just like 50 <laughs> pictures of computers with monitors all lined up. Do you remember this? Like in a, in a perfect um, table, you know? And all it said next to them, and they all looked the same. And all it said was the speed, it's like 386, 486, what was the microprocessor? And then the megahertz, and then the megabytes, and then the price, and that was it, right? So they reduced themselves down to the, to the specs. And it had absolutely nothing to do with what this device could so do for us true. and how it could help us and, and the value of it and, you know, what can I do with it? Um, so I started helping them. And they started listening to me. And they started making changes. And then my wife said, you know, you could get paid for this, don't you? Um, and I, I said, that's interesting. So, so soon enough, I started consulting to these tech companies, right? So I had clients like TiVo and, you know, BlackBerry back in the day. And these were the top companies back then. Um, Lenovo was a client. Uh, Logitech was a client. How fun. Uh, and so then I wrote a book called Evangelist Marketing. And Evangelist Marketing is about marketing consumer electronics. So it was made for that industry. That was my clients. And as soon as that book came out, four consumer electronics companies, non-technology companies started calling me. And they said, let's do this for us. So that's where the revenue growth habit came out. The revenue growth habit was a book about the work that I was doing with these non-technology companies. And it was about building the habit of sales growth for organizations across uh, the sales and the marketing staffs. So when we talk about habits, absolutely love it. That backstory is really, really cool. And I love the, uh, I'll just, I love the title, obviously, with Revenue Growth Engine and Revenue Growth Habit. We're hanging out in the same crowd. This is so cool. Um, what, you know, when you say there's good habits, I know you got to start with either the bad habits or the lack of habits. I mean, what, where are the bad habits in all of this that you saw in organizations? Well, uh, the bad habits are um, around, there's, it's an interesting question. Um, I think the bad habits tend to mostly revolve around fear. Uh, fear is the reason that we don't pick up the phone. And I would say 99% of um, sales organizations are entirely reactive, right? 99% of salespeople are entirely reactive. So um, if you're listening to us now, just understand that 90 to 95% of your competition uh, operates totally reactively. And if you can be proactive, and again, I'll use the phrase, call people you know when nothing is wrong and connect with them and say, I was thinking about you, how are you? Uh, and what do you have coming up that I can help you with? You're going to be the only one in that person's life doing it because most people operate with the reactive fearful habit. And we are going to operate with the proactive, positive, enthusiastic habit, the optimistic habit. And I would argue that that's a better, more effective habit that's going to help your customers more and it's going to help you make more money with your family and for your family. 
I think, you know, in Revenue Growth Engine, we talk a lot about really thinking about mapping out and optimizing the client experience. So what is, you know, what's the, what's the experience with your company? And I haven't ever thought about the client experience from a psychological standpoint, you know, negative psychology versus positive psychology. But if you think about most organizations, the experience that their client has with those organizations is especially after the sale, it's when they have a problem, right? You know, I, something broke, something is not shipped on time, something, you know, isn't compatible or, or whatever. And so you stack up all of these experiences in place of having a proactive, positive experience. By definition, most, most client experience with your company is going to be negative. Just because they don't call when things are going great. <laughs> they don't think about you when things are going great. Totally. And I love the mindset of saying, hey, let's be proactive in yeah. making sure that we create a, a, you know, a library of positive experiences with our company so that you know, it's, it's a positive, uh, positive vibe um, so we can continue the relationship. And I think in, in absence of that, we end up stacking up small negative experiences that really actually hurt our organization over time. Uh, you, so again, 90, we're reactive because the calls that come in are, like you said, problems for us to solve. And, you know, by the time they pick up the phone to call us, they, they haven't, the customers haven't been able to resolve it any other way. They've tried, they haven't been successful. And as a result, they're frustrated. And so when we answer the phone, and we do this all day, on the other end of the line is a problem, an urgency, and somebody's unhappy, right? So either you screwed it up, you got it wrong, right? Where is it? Or I need you to do this yesterday. Not today, yesterday. And it's your fault that you haven't done it yet, even though I'm just telling you today. Because you should have read my mind, right, from a distance. And so we spend our days answering those phone calls. But those are only 10 to 15% of all of our customers, the squeaky wheels, right? The ones who call us are always in a negative, unhappy place because they're calling about something that's wrong or urgent. And that's what we deal with all day because we have to answer mm-hmm. the phone. We can't say, I'm sorry, I'm being proactive right now. I can't answer. I can't take care of this, right? <laughs> Call me back when I'm back in my reactive mode. Can't do that. Um, and so 100% of our time is spent with the 10 to 20% of customers who are unhappy. But the other 80% who are happy, they're not calling us. And we're not calling them because we're busy reacting to the unhappy ones. And so they're just silent. They're sitting in silence. Right now, during a pandemic, they're all sitting isolated by their phone. Everybody's got their phone within arm's reach. They're more reachable than they've ever been. People have never been more reachable than they are today. Nobody's flying. Nobody's traveling. Nobody's going to meetings. We're all doing the same damn thing. We're sitting at our desk, right? Um, They're more reachable than they've ever been, but we're not calling them because we're busy with the reactive stuff, which, as you said, is negative. And so... I'm suggesting five minutes, call the happy ones, 80%. Call the happy ones, connect with them. Look, in five minutes, I can leave 10 voicemails, right? You'll probably get a voicemail if you call unannounced. 
on that message, you'll hear my voice, you'll hear my name, you'll hear that I care about you, you'll hear that I thought about you, you'll hear what I want to talk about, and then if you leave the voicemail the way that I lay it out in five minutes selling, there's a script, uh, you'll get one half to two thirds of those people to call you back. One half to two thirds call me back. So in five minutes a day, in 10 voicemails, which is uh, 50 a week, 200 a month, 2,400 a year, I think, if my math is right, 2,400 voicemails a year, one half to two thirds will call you back. That's 1,200 to 1,800 proactive conversations that you weren't having yesterday in a year. How can business not grow if I have that many proactive conversations? So simple. And I think, you know, as, as you're saying all of that, I'm just thinking of the companies that pat themselves on the back and self-congratulate saying, we respond to support calls within 30 seconds. And we, you know, we did this net promoter score, blah, 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 blah. And it's all reactive. It's all, you know, and even in the marketing, they want to go, oh, we do, we provide amazing reactive customer support, right? But really, you know, what, what clients want is they want business partners that are looking out for them, that are bringing fresh ideas to the table and that are coming to them to help make them their personal lives or their organization better. And you can have all the great intentions in the world. You can have all the great programs and products in the world, but until someone proactively reaches out, yeah. Nobody knows about it. And I think it's right. got to happen. You know, you go, well, Daryl, our marketing's pushing stuff out. Yes, of course. But as a salesperson, as your sales team, is there a strategy and a plan in place to make sure that the proactive stuff happens? Otherwise, it's all just little, little tiny bits of negative that stack up over time. And it, you know, no wonder, no wonder we struggle to sell more to our current client base. Um, no wonder, you know, we hear awkward crickets when we ask for referrals. <laughs> I mean, if we're even having the conversations to be able to ask for referrals, I, I absolutely love, love this. You say in Revenue Growth Habit um, that there's 15% in 15 minutes a day. Um, what, are the, what are the 15 minutes in Revenue Growth Habit? I know in five minutes selling, we've talked about that. When you think about the 15 minutes a day in, in Revenue Growth Habit, as we wrap up uh, our conversation here on the podcast, what what are the what are at a company level? What are the, what are the what are the what are the things like? What what should be done on a regular basis that's not being done when you think about this revenue growth objective? You know, it's being present. It's being present. You know, it's. It's demonstrating that you care. Um, and so specifically, you know, chapter um, 17, getting testimonials, asking happy customers for testimonials. Chapter 19, communicate testimonials. Don't just get them, share them. Again, what's the point if nobody knows that you have good testimonials? Chapter 20, create short, powerful case studies. Bingo. Chapter 21, communicate case studies to people who can buy from you. So I want you to take what would normally be passive marketing, create case studies and put them on your website, right? Create mm -hmm. testimonials and put them on your website or worse, put them on your computer's hard drive somewhere. Mm -hmm. Lock them up, right? Um, 
I want you to put those actively in front of customers and prospects. And so it's the active communication of marketing that makes the money. The passive communication of marketing is a, is a, I don't know, it's a, it's a credibility um, item. If people even find it, if people get to it, if you make it active, you can make sure that the right people get exactly to it. So I'm a big proponent of active communication, not passive. And whether it's marketing or sales communication, I think we have to put stuff in front of people we can help and tell them by doing so, what, what are we doing? We're not bothering them. What we're doing is we're telling them we'd like to help them. I care. I'm interested in helping you. Now let me, right? Let me save you the time. We're talking to each other. Here we are. Why should you have to remember to pick up the phone later to call the other guy? I'm here now. Let me help you. And when you tell somebody you want to help them, it's like a magical thing. People lose their minds, you know, because we don't have anybody in our life that tells us that, right? How many people do we have that say, I want to help you? That's, that's professional supplier kind of people, not mom. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> It's but rare. It is very rare. It's, it's, it's singular. You're literally the only one. You're the single person that says it to them. Um, and when they hear it, they go, oh, my God, somebody is, wants to help me. And nobody will ever say to you, not once in my life. And, you know, hundreds of thousands, millions of communications like these over the years. I've never once heard, no, I'd rather uh, you not make my life easier today. Right? Never heard that. <laughs> Well, Alex, you've definitely helped. You've definitely made uh, our lives easier. And I, I think that what you've done in, in five minutes selling and then even preceding that and revenue growth habit is really just, uh, uh, you, there's two great manuals here on how to make your life easier in business when it comes to putting the processes in place to proactively reach out to your clients and prospects. It's, um, it's powerful. It's a system, and I highly recommend that everybody uh, you know, grab these books and begin devouring them because there's practical things in here that are really going to help you grow. And Alex, I just can't say thank you enough for um, all the work that you've done uh, to put this together in such an accessible format. You're really helping a lot of people, and, and I, I am just cheering you on, man. I think it's fantastic. Thank you for uh, the amazing opportunity to be on and to talk with your audience. Um, I, I'm grateful. I appreciate it. I, I'm grateful to be able to try to help them. Uh, and so thank you for having me, Daryl. Yeah. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, everybody in the uh, Revenue Growth Podcast uh, world. I get to communicate with so many of you. And it is, as I say every week, it's exciting to see all of, all of us on the front lines right now, whether you're in sales, whether you're in marketing, whether you run a company, everyone working together, driving and thriving. We're rebuilding our companies. We're rebuilding our families. And in essence, what we're doing together is rebuilding the economy. And this is a really important time. And I love the energy and the enthusiasm and some days just the tireless work of everybody out there right now who's pushing forward. So, I want to let you know I'm cheering you on. If you need resources to help in that journey, definitely check out 5-Minute Selling and the Revenue Growth Habit. Also, text REVENUE to 21000, and we've got resources we can put in your hand to help you grow. But as always, keep pushing forward, and until next week, let's get going and let's get growing. 
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Would you like to get complimentary access to the Revenue Growth Engine audiobook? Just text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book. You'll get instant access to the audiobook so you can get ideas to help you grow your revenue so you can scale your impact. Text the word REVENUE to 21000 or go to revenuegrowthengine.com slash book to get instant access. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you found ideas to help you drive exponential revenue growth so your business can make more of an impact. If you've enjoyed today's conversation, make sure to like or subscribe. It also helps us spread the word if you'd be kind enough to leave a review. Of course, we'd love it if you would share this with your friends. Together, we are growing revenue so we can scale our impact.